Hello and welcome everyone back to the Hold for Hold Pro Wrestling Podcast. Um, I'm your host, Jaime, if you did not know that already. I'm sat here, actually laid up here, in not the Hold for Hold headquarters, formerly known as the Cramp Closet, and then transitioned into this desk that would build directly outside of the closet in my bedroom. But now I'm fully in my bed in the bedroom. So it's um, it's kind of like when Benny the Butcher recorded uh, that one freestyle, I think on the toilet, somebody did that. Oh, this is so off track already. But just to say, this week has been extremely strenuous on my mental capacity. Uh, As you can probably tell by the amount of pauses I have to input in between each word because it takes like a couple seconds for thoughts to compute and then come out. So this might be a bit of a weird episode. If so much didn't happen this week, I probably wouldn't have done an episode at all. But it feels like the entire world has just like flipped in the last few days. And uh, I guess I think I really need to talk about it. Um, but we have so much to cover and I didn't write any notes. This is purely straight off the dome just flowing here as I go Uh, so if you enjoy this chaotic content I'm glad you're sticking around because uh, hopefully I never do another one of these episodes but who's to say I won't Uh, so let's just start off with the one thing that's really been wrapping my brain this week CM Punk Phil Brooks my god this man has made every single news page this week last week pretty much as soon as i uploaded my last podcast then we got like crazy news about backstage reports of him having heat with hangman page with moxley with the entire AEW staff like i don't i couldn't keep up honestly and i was really really hoping it was a work in that you know everyone's happy backstage and they're having a good time but it is more seeming like it's not a work Uh, so many outlets have had to put out reports saying uh that hangman page and phil brooks cm punk they don't get along backstage all stemming from seemingly one promo in may uh where cm punk felt adam page overstepped his bounds and listening back to that promo i didn't necessarily like see it i was like it sounds like a normal promo although i think i covered that feud if i'm not wrong and i remember saying like this feud is weird that he has to be this way like that hangman page on the flip of a dime has to be a heel essentially Uh, but i really enjoyed one line and it stuck out to me the most from possibly hangman's entire uh run as champ when he just says that he he not only has to you know save the title for himself but he has to save aew from phil brooks from cm punk people like him these big stars that come in and just take what they want and i just felt like that was a normal wrestling promo you know it did not feel like it had any malice behind it but seemingly it did and uh on last week's edition of dynamite we discussed cm punk's promo and i kind of skipped over the bit where CM Punk calls out Hangman Page first and asks him for, he's like, I'm issuing a rematch for you. If you want it, you got to come get it. 
but seemingly that was a shoot and that no one knew how to respond to that and which is really rude dude like it, it i've heard people already say this but essentially like kingman page was stuck what is he to do you know he doesn't have a match scheduled he can't go out there and look like a buffoon and if he stays back there he kind of looks like a buffoon so it was really stupid just petty um so i don't know i was hoping like that was just setting up story and maybe hangman not coming out was going to be explained as like well no my priorities on the dark order and whatever like you know have an explanation for that but seemingly not seemingly it was real life and and that sucks um it's definitely like i don't want to say hindered my enjoyance enjoyment of aew but it it has a little bit of like I'm a little on edge when I see the CM Punk segments, you know, and I'm like, I hope that everything's okay here because, like, I love CM Punk. I love his run in AEW so far. I thought he's had an amazing run so far, and we were going really good places before this entry, and then this entry happens, and I don't know if that's the switch that flipped. I don't really understand it, um, but I'm hoping we can turn this around, um, and so does Tony Khan apparently because that's the other thing that's come out this week apparently Tony Khan has had to sit down everybody all the parties involved and just kind of like blow off steam and be like you know we need to get this settled uh so there were some reports about that yesterday because I guess the meeting happened yesterday in the daytime and basically Tony Khan just explained I'm I hired a bunch of new talent relation people I hired a bunch of new coaches and all the EVPs are here, so if you need someone to talk to, you know, if you feel like you can't reach me, these are the people to reach out to, and this is how you do it. Like, send up an organization, essentially, which is what they needed if they didn't have that already. And, uh, you know, that, and that's important. You know, people need to feel heard. People need to feel creatively uh, involved in their presentation on television, advocate for themselves. And if the only way before they felt like they could advocate with for themselves is to talk to Tony Khan directly that's not a good system because obviously Tony Khan is busy he's a busy guy uh so I don't know this brings us like to like sticking with CM Punk specifically this brings us to last night's Dynamite oh my god was it the this was the most shocking thing I've seen this year it's possibly as shocking as when Goldberg beat Brock Lesnar uh at Survivor Series in like 50 seconds or whatever it was this was insane so Last night on Dynamite, we had the title unification match between John Moxley and CM Punk in Cleveland, Ohio. And I'll explain why I stress Cleveland, Ohio here. Not only because I lived in Ohio and hated it, but different reasons. Uh, so CM Punk, he starts off the match. I mean, this is a quick match, by the way. This is a three-minute match. Three minutes and 19 seconds. Uh, so Moxley, CM Punk, they trade a, a collar and elbow tie-up. Moxley gets him into the corner. He starts just raining forearms on him, really stiff-looking forearms. Um, CM Punk gets up, catches his breath, hits him with a high kick, and the, the foot that he used to keep himself balanced, I forget what they called it. I think they called it the pointer kick or the pointer leg, whatever it is, the leg that was not kicking, uh, it seems like he twists it, and so he goes down, he immediately starts screaming that his knee, whatever, whatever, or sorry, his foot, and commentary stressing, oh, that's that's the injured foot, that's the foot he injured, 
Did he come back too soon? Is this going to hinder him? Yes, it immediately hindered him. Moxley gets him up, hits a Death Rider, gets him up again, hits a second Death Rider, and that's it. One, two, three. We have a unified AEW World Heavyweight Champion in John Moxley. But unfortunately, what's most importantly and what's most seen is we have a very odd situation because this match should have been a banger, you know? They, they built this up the entire second hour. They're like, we're giving this match the entire last hour of the show in case it goes, you know, to an hour-long match. And which, you know, it, it helped me specifically because I was like, man, this isn't going to be the main event. But then when they said that, I was like, oh, okay, maybe it's just going to be a really long match and they didn't want to put it at the end in case they run out of time or whatever. But no, really short match. So obviously added to the like surprise factor there. But it just, we just had MJF and Wardlow, right? We just had that weird finish. And it, I don't want AEW to have every big match they have this year end in a weird finish. Yes, it's a decisive win, but it's also not, you know, because you can read between the lines and see something's weird here. Um, I'm hoping, I'm, I'm really holding out hope that this match ended up this way because maybe CM Punk is actually still injured a little bit and he he's like yeah I, I'm, I'm gonna be out of action longer than I expected let's just get the title off of me and move on when I can come back you know and then maybe we don't see CM Punk until like full gear or something like that when he's actually healed up and can take on Moxley in a pay-per-view match I'm really holding out that's what it is I'm hold. I'm really hopeful that it's not another creative, uh, uh, you know, fight skirmish in the back <laughs> between parties of like who needs to go over here and I need more money and whatever. Like I just want wrestling to be wrestling and I just want to enjoy stories. Um, and so we're gonna see how this turns out. Uh, the reason I did stress about Cleveland before is apparently Cleveland is specifically CM Punk's worst town um it he's associated with a lot of bad memories for him uh someone made a great twitter video about it I, I wish I would have like put it down here but uh essentially they comp comp they made a compilation of all the times that Cleveland's been mentioned with CM Punk and CM Punk uh walked out of Raw in Cleveland he had his UFC debacle in Cleveland and then now being squashed for the title in Cleveland. To me, I feel like that uh, that bolsters my hope here because I do think CM Punk understands those details. And while the first two instances were very much real life, very much something happened, I'm hoping this one in Cleveland was manufactured and was part of the plan and, you know, it's just a way to get him some more time to heal up and then come back. Uh, but yeah. That's the biggest thing probably of the week. It's the thing that I felt like I needed to address the most because I think it's going to affect the next few months uh, because now we have John Moxley as the world champion in AEW and it, he doesn't have a clear contender for that other than Hangman Page. And even that's murky because on Rampage, the Dark Order are facing the House of Black in the trios tournament and they have a vacant uh, vacant person in the promotional materials for the Dark Order. So is Hangman going to fill that spot? And if he does and they continue to move on, 
what does that mean for Moxley at All Out? Who is he going to face there? Um, I'm really like this is it's edge of your seat stuff. It's it's interesting. It's cliffhanger, but it's not in the right way. You know, it's not story driven cliffhangers. It's real life getting a little messy. Egos getting fed here into this you know thing. And I understand that it's pro wrestling. It's it's the entertainment industry basically. It's all egos. Everybody has an ego in this, right? But you know, you you do want to believe that these people actually like each other enough to wrestle each other. You know, I don't know. At least that's just me. Um, but yeah, that's the big news story of the week. Uh, along with this, we're seeing WWE have just like this massive uh, layoff of NXT UK talent, and unfortunately, it happened right after I was recording. They released like twenty UK stars including and most shockingly Trent Seven a guy who I thought for sure was going to be like a pillar of their NXT Europe plans because this guy was a pillar of NXT UK um, but seemingly not and unfortunately the other thing is now NXT 2.0 and NXT UK are seemingly merging and uh, not seemingly it's it's confirmed they're merging because we will have title unification matches for both the NXT women's or NXT UK and NXT UK men's championships. They're going to get merged with the NXT proper championship. And um, yeah, it seems like a big sign of change around there, which I'm I'm cautiously excited for. As we all know, if you've been listening to this podcast the last year or so, um, I'm not an NXT 2.0 fan probably never will be i thought it was a disaster and i still think it's consistently some of the worst product on television um and again no fault to the performers for the most part they are all new they don't have their wrestling legs under them and the creative hasn't been great i don't care if it's bruce pritchard or Shawn michaels who wrote it it still hasn't been great uh and i'm really hoping that this merger at the very least gives us a clean slate to work off of and give us and makes me excited to come back to NXT um, so we'll see and honestly that's already been a thought in my mind of like if NXT gets good I might have to drop an uh, AEW Rampage to pick up NXT because I just I enjoy NXT when NXT was at its best I enjoyed it way more than I enjoy sitting down for an hour of Rampage that normally is meaningless um, it might have some banger matches on it now and then, but to cover it for this channel, you know, we could see NXT back again. And that's that's hopeful. That's really hopeful because the other part of this is WWE's main roster product has been extremely good the last few weeks, including this past week uh, that normally I would recap and review for you guys. Um, but essentially, they are weaving in together like seven storylines and making them feel so organic and rational and I love it it's really good stuff and there's of course places you can nitpick but I'm not gonna I've been enjoying myself far more entertained with Monday Night Raw than I've been probably since I was a kid I would say nearly and that's not an exaggeration if you're watching WWE on a consistent basis and you enjoyed the Vince era of things good for you man but I did not 
and <laughs> and I had to watch it in like two parts. Nowadays, I could sit there and at least passively watch all three hours of Raw and be entertained by it. And they set up things during the show that make me want to continue watching because I want to see if they, you know, wrap that up in this episode. And lately, it's just been like a consistent story that runs through each episode. They'll cap them off at the main event and then you still have some cliffhanger that to look forward to next week. Um, so that's been great, man. That it's, it's genuinely been really good. We had a Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns like bit this week or this past Friday Night Smackdown. And I loved every second of it where Sammy finally gets his one-on-one -on -one moment with Roman and Roman is clearly manipulating Sammy to try to get the Intercontinental Championship, but also trying to get close to Kevin Owens' confidant so that way he has Kevin Owens' number again because they're referencing the history that these two guys have and how much of a threat Roman actually does think Kevin Owens is. Um, and that's great stuff, man. It's really good stuff because on top of that, Roman is also fielding uh, rivalries with Karrion Cross and Drew McIntyre. And it's just like, man, it's so good. Um, and then we also have the return. I can't believe it took me this long to talk about this. The return of Johnny Gargano in WWE on Raw. That was insane. In, in not Cleveland, in Toronto, I believe. And the crowd was red hot really good stuff just proving that nxt mattered that people knew who people were from nxt and having call-ups that made consistent sense with their characters mattered i loved it i absolutely i marked out for the moment itself i couldn't believe it and then i really marked out when austin theory came out just giving us what i want like right out of the gate austin theory comes out and just this is Johnny Gargano essentially saying, I passed you up. You know, I'm the youngest uh, Money in the Bank winner. I'm the youngest U.S. champion. And, like, you can learn a lot from me now. I can show you the way. And he puts his arm out for to do the, the high five they used to do. And Johnny Gargano super kicks him. Johnny Wrestling is back. And he immediately has a story with Austin Theory. That's so good. I'm, I'm just beyond excited for this, man. And you have him on the same brand as Tommaso Ciampa. So just keep that in mind for later. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much everything I, I wanted to cover this week. But um, let me try and make sure I'm like not missing something that's just like very glaring like I almost did with Gargano. Oh, oh, the index. Index getting back together in NXT. Like the, this is this is how much you know I love NXT 1.0 is when Index uh, they they had their wedding and then um, Dexter Loomis had to be didn't have to be Dexter Loomis was released by the company now he's coming back as we've seen uh, he kidnapped the Miz this week as well which was really good but he showed up on NXT 2.0 and him and Indy embrace in the ring and I'm not gonna lie. I kind of got emotional, not just in the aspect of these guys as characters, but as these people as people. Because imagine, you know, your coworker, your friend, your work buddy, your work buddy, right? Like someone that you go to work with and you consistently can count on them to lift your spirits, to be a good person. And all of a sudden they get fired for no reason, literally no reason other than to be fired. And then they come back 
like how would you feel you know and so for these people as performers i felt like that that moment was really special it really was and i enjoyed it so much and of course and it continues the story too because the police come and they uh try to arrest dexter lewis it's great stuff it's really good it's a really good continuity between everything and yeah aw while they have consistently the best matches on television i think wwe is winning big time with stories right now there are so many stories that i'm just very much looking forward to getting resolutions to and continuing on the journey that these stories are taking me like dexter loomis being my top story for main roster wwe i never thought would happen you know i thought that guy had a ceiling on nxt and while i loved him in nxt i always thought oh well he has a ceiling like it's very clear but right now it doesn't feel like he has a ceiling that's the thing it, it feels invigorated i don't know i can't explain it i just really have been enjoying wrestling lately and honestly that's the reason i even hopped on today like yeah the cm punk news the gar the gargano return it's all important but at the end of the day like if they were if these things were happening and i wasn't even enjoying the wrestling i'm watching i probably wouldn't come on here and talk about it i would just continue on and be like well they don't need to hear my opinion on this but i think it is important to like truly air out everything that's going on in the wrestling world of like what's really the positive change that we're seeing right now is unlike anything and and i'm speaking not only from wwe getting better but also from just like the community itself feels healthier when both brands are really strong because now there's i mean yeah there's tribalism right there's just just an ungodly amount of tribalism but the good people who have always been on the right side of that battle of just like i enjoy wrestling so i'm gonna watch it whether it's on aw or wwe i'm just gonna enjoy good wrestling these people myself other hopefully listeners of this show who understand that concept of liking what you like and not having to hate specifically on some branding or marketing pitch whatever the hell you guys are stuck on you know just enjoying pro wrestling for pro wrestling's sake these people are much happier right now because we're getting so much great wrestling um and it's it's just fun man it's just straight up fun um so i think i'm gonna end this episode here i'm sorry it's so short next week i'll come back to you with a full recap of smackdown raw dynamite and rampage and maybe even xt if it's you know if it's must watch or at least it has a couple of news bits out of it i'll definitely include it you know because i want everyone to still feel included here on the channel um so yeah thank you guys for joining me on this relaxed version of the hold for hold pro wrestling podcast please make sure to leave a rating or review wherever you're listening to this um and if you want to listen to this on youtube this will be on youtube um i uploaded the last episode on youtube and it did pretty well it seems like you guys want to listen to me there so i'll happily oblige sorry there's no visuals but i hope you know you're doing something productive or chilling out while you're listening to this and don't need to see my face um so thank you guys so much for listening i'll talk to you guys in the next one goodbye